0: Hi, my name is Kevin Vozar, vacation property professional, travel enthusiast, financial planner, and investment advisor, dog and cat lover, and now the host of the CFY podcast, brought to you by Cabins for You, a vacation rental management company born in the heart of the Smokies in Gatlinburg and Pigeon Forge, Tennessee. With over 20 years of experience in the vacation industry, CFY's podcast will cover all aspects of travel and vacation rentals for both travelers and vacation property owners. If you've got itchy feet, are planning a vacation, want to jump into the vacation rental business, or just want to learn more about the travel industry, stick around. It's about to get good. Hi, Kevin Vozar here, host of the CFY Podcast. CFY Cabins for You, the place to stay, play, and get paid. You know, um several of my podcasts revolve around planning techniques, and I think that's something that a lot of vacation property owners don't take in consideration when they're either buying a vacation rental property or they have one and they've used it more as a pseudo second family home that they're renting out in the days that are off just to help offset some of the expenses, but you know there are some really credible planning opportunities that you as a vacation rental property owner or as a prospective vacation rental property owner should take in consideration. And one of the biggest ones that I'm asked on a regular basis is, Kevin, should I title my vacation rental property under a, an LLC, a limited li- li- limited liability corporation, or some other business entity? And what are the advantages and why do people do this and why is my accountant and why do my attorney say that I should do this? Well, first, before we get started, uh, a little disclaimer, I am not an attorney and I'm not an accountant. Um, So each of you who are contemplating a move like this really do need to consult with a licensed, with a local licensed uh, accountant or an attorney to make sure that your circumstances warrant Titling your property whether it's individually or joint with somebody or under a business entity So it's very very important to consider those things before you do this. What I'm giving is just some top-of-the-mind information to perhaps help guide you to decide if this is a You know a a path that you want to go down on Before talking with and spending money with an accountant or an attorney so um, Why do small businesses set up their entities as an LLC versus, prop, you know, versus a sole proprietorship? Okay. I'm not going to get into the definitions as to the difference of what a sole proprietorship is or what an LLC is. But in essence, the number one reason why people who own or are contemplating buying vacation rental properties is for asset protection okay so having a business in a entitled under a limited liability corporation an llc can protect you personally your personal assets from you know any type of legal action or a lawsuit so if an event let's say you own a property and in the event that that property is um, the subject of some type of a claim having an llc means entitled under an LLC, that the claimant in that situation can go only after the assets of the LLC, which is the cabin itself. So, you know, again, in the event of a lawsuit related to the LLC, only the assets of the LLC can be at risk. Not everything else you own. You might own other businesses. You might own other properties. You might have a substantial investment portfolio. All of that is protected when you have your property titled in an LLC Now it's it's hard but not impossible for you to be named personally as a plaintiff in a lawsuit of something like that because uh, you can be named as the LLC's member but again that's not you personally. So again you know before you just flippantly, go and say, I'm going to go on uh, one of the online services and file an LLC and then you know go to my deed office and transfer the ownership or quick claim my deed to the LLC. Think hard before you do that. Now, let's talk about this liability again. So imagine one of your property guests was injured slipping on your walkway from the parking lot to the front door. Well, they go to the ER, they get some x-rays, maybe a cast if they're in pain. You know, they've got some pain and suffering. The first thing they're going to do is they're going to find a personal injury lawyer, you know, probably from a television commercial. Next thing you know, you're getting served a summons uh, for some huge sum for actual damages, pain and suffering and anything else that they can throw into the lawsuit, including the kitchen sink. Now, I know there's quite a few, I've got a lot of friends who are attorneys and a lot of them who are personal injury lawyers and, you know, they all work on a contingency. So, the more that they can pile on, the potential more that they can get. Now, again, um, if your rental property was held entitled under the LLC, only the LLC assets could be at risk, not anything else. So, again, that asset protection is the number one reason why people place real property such as a vacation rental property in it for asset protection the second one is for anonymity you know generally speaking you can name your llc anything you want you know it can be the sunset horizons llc or it could be sailboat surrender llc it can be anything that you want I would always, I'd never put it in your name, you know, so it's a, just an anonymous name. Okay. Um, the only way that somebody can find out who, actually owns the property is to do a secretary first they've got to know where your LLC is domiciled is it in the state where the property is located is it in your state maybe you've even domiciled in any foreign state like uh, Delaware or somewhere like that that has some very liberal you know corporation laws so if you have it named in some generic name and not your own Nobody's going to know who actually is the, you know, the beneficial owner of the property unless they go to the Secretary of State's website, know what state that the property is domiciled in or where the LLC is domiciled in, go to that state's, you know, Secretary of State's business search tool and type in the name of the LLC. Then what will pop up potentially is the llc's information and any filing paperwork that might be online to show actually who is who are the members who's the registered agent their addresses and things like that so a lot of times if you have your property titled in an llc generally speaking um nobody knows that it's you why is that important well that's important because if you have guests in a property and they know who you are and there's a problem in the property they may just try to find your phone number and pick up the phone in the middle of the night to call you okay that's not something that you want certainly so uh that anonymity it's very very important but like i say it's anonymous mostly because an industrious person can go to the state where the llc is domiciled go to their website do a business search they can look up generally speaking they can look up all of your annual filing reports your initial filing report those are all public information And can be easily ascertained if a person is wanting to go that route now um, What's important is having an LLC? Requires you to have a registered agent now you can the registered agent Loosely defined means is the person or persons who if there is official correspondence and or some type of a regulatory filing or legal summons, somebody that can receive those documents or receive that service during normal business hours between the hours of eight and five or nine or six, depending on the state that you're in. So if you have your name as the registered agent uh, and your home address and you and your spouse or your significant other works, or if you're single, you work and nobody's there, then in essence, you're not be you're not meeting the statute requirements of a registered agent okay it's got to be somebody who can actually receive official documents correspondence certified letters um, accept service of a summons some type of official communication during normal working hours during normal business days so all LLCs, all LLCs are, are supposed to have them, uh, and they you have to have a physical address. It can't be a PO box. Now. There is um, there's really a, a simple solution to this. And obviously, the property manager, if you choose to use a property manager to manage a property, the property manager can't also be a can't be the registered agent, nor will they probably ever say they can be. So you can ask, but the likelihood is says they'll say they won't be able to. Our advice simply is to engage the services of a commercial registered agent. Their fees are very affordable. They know what they're doing. They're set up in all 50 states. They're set up in, for D.C. They're set up in the territories. Typically, it's 75 to 100 bucks a year, and you can name them as your registered agent, and it works really, really well. So, again, having an LLC protects your assets in most cases it's for anonymity if you don't want people knowing who actually owned you don't want them to know that you own this property having an LLC or other business entity um, can affect some anonymity but remember setting it up in a business entity especially an LLC does require you to have a registered agent as part of the equation Um, the next reason why people choose to Uh, title their properties in an LLC, or again, other business entity, is to mitigate uh, additional accounting issues and cost. You know, instead of a subchapter S or subchapter C corporation, or, you know, personal corporations, or professional corporations, or family limited partnerships, I mean, the number of ways that you can title a property is not endless, but there's a bunch. Okay. So, to do an LLC is probably the simplest because they're set up as a pass through entity. So any g- income generated from the vacation rental passes to the LLC's owner or owners. Okay, it's not different, it's not too different than a sole proprietorship in that you're not double taxed. Right. So it's not, you know, it's being taxed and then they pay you and then they send you a 1099 for your income. So there's no double taxation. It's single taxation. Right. So that means if you're the sole owner of the vacation rental or if you file a joint 1040 form, you're more likely, you know, you're going to report taxes, uh, report and pay taxes very much the way you do now. So if you've never had an LLC or have never set one up, you're going to learn about, you know, some various new IRS forms. A 1040, obviously, you're familiar with this, a 1065, an 1140, a K1, and Schedule C, E, and F. Um, Having a really good local CPA can be a huge help for vacation property owners that are titled in an LLC, Um, you know, to schedule quarterly tax you know payments annual tax filings and returns and unless you know what you're doing I can't strongly suggest it enough of having a local licensed CPA or accountant do that for you um it Again, if you decide that you want to form or you have a subchapter C or S corporation, you can obviously title the asset in those names. We're not gonna talk about that. Um, They're much more complex and reserved for vacation property owners who have large portfolio of properties or have other highly complex personal and business financial issues and planning that they need to do, okay? Now, those are the reasons why a person or persons may want to form an LLC for um for to title their vacation rental property, but these things do come at a cost. Okay, it's not nothing is free. Obviously, um, it does cost money, and is, is it a cost that you want to incur? Now, you can you can go the do-it-yourself route and use an online service. I don't want to name anybody, but I'll name LegalZoom because you see them advertised all the time. You know, they're good for wills. They're good for, um, you know, uh, living wills or advanced directives, powers of attorney, uh, and even setting up simple LLCs like setting up one that owns a vacation rental property. Uh, Or you can engage the services of a local business attorney to set them up and do the necessary filings for you. Um, Fees can range from $99 on up. Okay, it depends on the lawyer, it depends on the service, it depends on what you want them to do. Do you want a, you know, do you want the whole big book that comes along with it? You know, do you want the, you know, the the doc stamp, Uh, you want all the the trappings of having, um, you know, of, Having the LLC, including your operating documents, applying for your EIN, your employment identification number. File the docs with the secretary of state's office in the state you've chosen. Um, And laws, uh, regulations do vary from state to state. Some states are easier than others. So, again, you know, I like do-it-yourself stuff quite often, but having a good attorney to set up your LLC in my opinion because it's such a sizable asset and it's such an important part of your portfolio spend the few extra dollars have the attorney do it for you so there are some costs to setting up an llc another thing that you're not surprised of is that some states have miscellaneous llc related fees and taxes some states have franchise uh, fees intangible property taxes excise fees obviously there's annual filing renewal fees when you change things uh maybe membership in the llc perhaps it's the members are you and a spouse and you get divorced and you have to refile the paper with new members sometimes states have additional filing fees that you have to do um again it's important that you are aware of these because again if you title this property in your name individually your only taxes generally are going to be your income taxes, state and/or federal or federal, uh, federal and/or state. Um, property taxes, right? And, um, and and that's pretty much it. Uh, but with an LLC you could potentially have a few more miscellaneous taxes and fees. Now there can be some consequences, some other, Consequences that you're not aware of when you retitle a property from personal ownership to a business entity like an LLC. You know, can, first of all, can you do it? And what are the consequences? So, again, let's say that you have a property now and you've decided because somebody told you it would be a good idea, and it's in your name, or maybe it's in yours and a significant other or a spouse's name is a joint asset. Uh, And somebody told you, you know, it's maybe a good idea to go ahead and retitle that into an LLC so you have some asset protection. That's, again, the number one reason why they do it. Um, It can be done. And it's usually pretty easy. It's a pretty easy process because using, you know, a quit claim deed, you can uh, easily convey property ownership from one entity to another. And since you're doing it within your own taxes it should not create a taxable event, you know, not, a any worry about basis or step up in basis or capital gains or anything. Since you're, since you're really just doing a name entity change, but under the same taxing number, there shouldn't be a problem. But again, there's some very specific ta- steps you must take and, uh, could be some tax and lender quant consequences. So again, if you're going to do that, I would seriously, um, Suggest the services of a good real estate attorney in wherever the property is domiciled They can usually do it for you and explain all the uh, Other consequences that go along with that one of those Consequences although it's rare, but it does happen is if your property has is under a mortgage if you finance the purchase of your vacation rental property a lot of times You may have gotten preferential underwriting or interest rates because it's a personal purchase. These are things reserved for personal buyers. But if you're going to change the name and it's a mortgaged asset, you need to call your lender. And sometimes, just sometimes, the lender may get a little bit upset that you're doing this and may uh, require you to uh, full payment of the mortgage, okay they may accelerate the note uh for wanting you to do that and there's no guarantee that a lender won't demand full repayment alone um but it's uh but it's something to be you know to consider so again you know talk with your lender about their requirements understanding them will help you make an educated decision if you decide to transfer the deed to an llc I've not heard of this happening that terribly often but I am hearing it so again be wise when you do this you know other adverse retitling consequences are obviously some tax consequences now there's certainly some tax benefits but also consequences you may incur a delayed tax consequence or if multiple people own the property you could trigger a tax event for somebody else so again Before you do this, make sure to speak with your CPA to fully understand how this could help or hurt you from a tax standpoint. And consult with any other members of the LLC to make sure it works for them as well. We we talked about it before. There could be the the lender may, in fact, accelerate the mortgage. Um, They may also um, charge you a higher interest rate. Uh, Because if you purchased it as a personal asset, you may have gotten, as I said before, some very preferential lending rates, much more so than a commercial rate. So if you transfer it over to a business, uh, you wouldn't, you know, if you had purchased it as a business, you wouldn't have qualified for lower interest rates. So, you know, there might be a situation. So you really do need to share. You have a, a legal obligation, I bet, in all those closing paperwork. That you signed at closing, that big stack of paper that you've got in a file folder, sitting in a, you know, in a bedroom uh, bureau drawer, uh, somewhere along the lines, or something in there that says that if you transfer ownership to a business entity, we reserved a right to adjust your interest rate. Um, so you have an obligation to share this with the lender. Um, that you're, this is something that you're going to do, or call them and say, hey, I'm thinking about doing this. Are there going to be any adverse consequences as far as you're concerned? They may or may not, okay? But you have to call and let them know. Um, Insurance cost increases. Again, one thing that many people don't consider when transferring a property to an LLC or corporation is insurance. If the ownership of the property changes to a business, then your insurance carrier could make you change any current personal policy to a commercial lines policy. Again, It's all about being prepared. Call ahead of time. We strongly suggest obtaining a commercial level property insurance regardless, which covers things like the structure, the contents, liability, loss of income, and certainly something with higher limits, well beyond what a just a a plain Jane personal policy will cover. Um, It's tempting to find a policy that's less money nobody wants to pay more but when you compare apples to apples as far as the coverage limits and what it will cover and what it won't cover you'll soon find out that you know paying a little bit more can be very very um, advantageous so um, speaking of insurance you know we all know the physical risk and perils to the property right fire wind rain other acts of nature theft vandalism uh, and because of that, the resulting, you know, loss of use and income when one of these strike. But the biggest peril that vacation rental owner prop, property owners face is liability. You know, all you need to do is watch TV. And again, my attorney friends out there, please don't get mad at me. But all you have to do is watch television and see. It seems like every third or four of that is from a personal injury lawyer wanting you to call them if you've slipped and fell, had an accident. Uh, Or something else happened that was out of your control. So, um, and again, those claims that they work on, it's just not on automobile or industrial mishaps. They happen at vacation rental properties too. So you need to have sufficient liability coverage to ensure that any claims that you may face as a result to a problem on your property are easily defended by your carrier and then covered. You know, our suggestion is to have a million dollars of liability coverage. If you have a large lodge, you know, 6, 8, 10, 12, 16, 20 bedrooms, or something that has a private pool, increase your liability limits to $2 million. It's not out of the question. Having this level of coverage really should take care of any and all claims that might arise uh, as a result of some type of mishap at your, at your property. Um, so... Should you make your vacation rental uh, title it into an LLC? Obviously, it, it can be both simple, complex, and and difficult. If you want, if you have substantial assets, other businesses, other properties, an investment portfolio, some you know have some something that if something were to happen, you could really stand to lose substantially. Um, creating an LLC may be the protection you need. On the other hand, having an, a, a strong, high-limit insurance policy may also be all the protection you need. Every vacation rental property owner is different, so it's always best to ask guidance from your from your local financial planner, CPA, or attorney, and truly discover if an LLC is right for you. Um, again, it's a personal preference. I... If I own one property, it's a little one or two or three bedroom property, and I have a million to two million dollars of liability, I'm probably not going to go through the expense and the trouble of setting up an LLC. But if I have a larger property, I have multiple properties, you bet I'd set one up. And, and, and I would suggest that you look into doing that as well. So thanks again for listening. I hope you found this information helpful. I know it's helped quite a few vacation rental property owners, and I, again, hope it helps you as well. So this is Kevin Vozar, again, host of the CFY Podcast, signing off. And remember, with CFY Cabins for You, it is the place to stay, play, and get paid. Thanks again. Have a great day. And until next time, have a wonderful stay. Hey, folks. Thank you so much for listening today. If you enjoyed this episode, consider subscribing or sharing with a friend and tune in next time for the latest episode of the CFY Podcast. Until then, feel free to visit our website, cabins4u.com, where you can plan your next vacation, you can book 24 7 and learn more about our vacation rental management program. Till next time, see ya and have safe travels.